We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, the PGP, the show about the show, the show within the show, which you can download on the DA Show's podcast feed on iTunes or other places podcasts are available or on its own iTunes feed. And on the website, just simply go to daoncbs.com. On Tuesday's show, we discussed at length this Ariana Grande story, which is just mind-blowing to me. Mraz put this in the topic list on Tuesday morning, and I couldn't get enough of it. And it was that as a toddler, before the age of five, Ariana Grande, whose parents apparently had Florida Panthers hockey season tickets, the NHL team, had been hit by two pucks. And there was a front page story, at least in the sports section or the style section or something. When she is five, there's a full-size picture of the major newspaper in Miami, either the Miami Herald or the Sun Sentinel of Broward County, which is like the Fort Lauderdale newspaper. Either one, she is riding a Zamboni in this full-size picture and an entire story about how she's been hit twice by pucks. And we all agree, at least Mraz and I agree, this is impossibly small odds that all of this could happen to a five-year-old and she also becomes pop sensation international superstar Ariana Grande. And so Mraz and I had the same thoughts. That her stage parents clearly had orchestrated some of this attention, had milked this for what it was worth, and then positioned her to become a star. And Mraz, I was I was surprised that Bogish was fighting back in our theory so much on the air. It is so puzzling to me, and I I want to know what happens to you when you become a human father. I'm a dog father, a human father. Yeah, you're kind of like a step dog father. And when you have kids like Bogish, every time one of these incidents comes up, he never believes into a conspiracy. The kid had to have been hurt. This is all by coincidence. I just think there's a different line of thinking when you have children. Suddenly you start not not thinking that way. Maybe you're a little more sane. Maybe we're crazy. But I'm sorry. I look at this from above. I look at the surface and I go, I see a kid hurt twice by a puck. Not seriously. Quote, unquote, hurt. Quote, unquote, hurt. A soft bruise, which if you've ever seen these pucks come flying, tells me that that was not a direct hit or anything like that. Ends up, we find out later, thanks to Bogish, that... Mother outbid anybody else to have her kid on the Zamboni. Happens to get the great picture. The newspaper happens to get this story. 
who you think the newspaper's searching for this story? No, the mother is peddling this, or the father, or whatever, both parents are peddling this, and then somehow she ends up singing on cruise ships today. Now, again, you have to be talented to do that, but her parents were always looking for her to get the attention along the way, and her talent kept taking her, and maybe they could afford the best coaches and voice coaches and acting coaches, but the parents set this whole thing in motion, and Ariana's career to this day all started, I'm convinced, by getting hit by a puck at a Florida Panther game. I think two things here. Number one, I think Bogish is just a really great parent. And so that he, he so that he doesn't believe that other parents could have ulterior motives or sinister motives. So he thinks that all parents are like him. You know, genuine, wants what's best for the kid, would never put his kid in harm's way, etc. That's not how all parents are. And, and by the way, a lot of parents like you're going to get to think they are looking out for the best interest. Maybe uh, Ariana Grande's parents were, in essence, looking out for her best interest to make her successful. But it doesn't mean there's not weird motions that go through their head with this. And Ariana Grande's parents are just sports parents in entertainment. Yes. Sports parents all the time think their kids are the next Tom Brady or the next LeBron James. And so... They keep telling everybody, hey, you got to watch my kid. I mean, you have no idea how many friends of my parents tell my parents, hey, D.A. should talk about my kid. D.A. should watch my kid's YouTube. D.A., he, one day he's going to interview these kids. And I just don't have the heart to say, like, no, I won't. Because the, the odds of your kid being anything worth interviewing on a nationally syndicated radio show, unfortunately, are slim to none. It's not going to be your kid. You know, right. the There's are- one of your kid at every high school in America. Yeah. I mean, there's right. So I think that this just happens where some parents push their kids into AAU or push their kids into an elite 11 camp, push their kids to the local sports reporter. Hey, did you hear my son had three touchdowns to the state final or this game or that game or 27 points and nobody was there to cover it and you should do that. And he's got a great story. And you wouldn't believe this happened. Trying to get some attention to get a scholarship to put them on some type of stage. This happens all the time. And I just think that bogus wouldn't do that because he's a good dad and he's selfless. But parents do this all the time, and it's pretty clear Grande's parents did it. By the way, Bogus's mom is trying to do it to me for insulting Bogus about his own career. So Bogus's mom is doing this still in his adulthood. Well, how? Because she went out of her way to say, I should not disparage her career, that her son is the greatest and all of this. She wasn't happy at somebody putting negativity on her son's rise to stardom. Point is... That's her way of deflecting the negativity that was well-deserved to Bogus at the time and trying to make that rise above. Bogus's mom might be like Ariana Grande's so mom. So you're saying Bogus's mom tried to control the message. Yes. That is the best way to put it. Yes. And I don't know the woman, and she's probably great, and I'm sure she is. But I'm just saying, for Bogus to say that, it looks like his own mom did it with her negativity towards my comments. <laughs> I mean, there's just no doubt the odds of Grande getting hit by two pucks at a hockey game. There's no way. No. You'd have to go to like, there's probably, we live in New York. There's got to be 20-year New York Rangers season ticket holders that have been in the lower bowl for 20 years that have never never gotten hit by one puck. And, And see, this is exactly your point. And this is exactly what I was trying to say. I am sure maybe stardom wasn't on the parents' minds when they bought those season tickets. But I bet you the idea of being in an area where she could collect pucks or get free stuff to take care of her, their child was in it when they picked out those seats. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they could have sat, you know, first level off a corner, somewhere like that. But my guess is they sat behind the net, right? That would be your assumption, my assumption. 
to get hit twice. They know where they were positioning her. Then she gets hit by the first puck, probably by accident. Then this leads to light bulb going off. Hey, if this ever happens again, look how much equipment we got. This could really help her out here. Nudge, nudge. Oh, here comes a puck a second time very close. Daddy, block it, but make sure it taps her enough that we could go get her checked out at the medical tent. Oh, phone it in. She got hit by a puck twice. Like, this all connects. It all connects. Her parents are the greatest networkers of all parents. It all connects. I think that the first time she got hit by a puck, I don't know if they positioned her to get hit by a puck, but she gets hit by a puck. Maybe they just want really good seats and they're close to the glass or something like that. And luckily she's fine. And I think her parents have a, maybe because of their season ticket holders, maybe because it's a relatively new organization, new sports franchise in Florida. The team goes, oh my gosh, we, we they're season ticket holders. It's a little girl. It's bad PR that she got hit. Let's make sure they're taken bad care PR. of. So let's make sure we've got the signed stick and the signed jersey and take care of them. And her parents, one of which is a CEO in a communications company, realizes the attention. Oh, okay, this is this is pretty nice. We're getting taken care of. Maybe because we're important. Maybe because it's a little girl, what have you. The second time it happens, there's just no way it randomly happens that she got hit by a puck. So I think there might have been jostling around her for a puck that flips up in the air. Maybe she's banged around a little bit. Maybe it doesn't hit her and they claim it hits her because she does not get the autographed equipment the second time around. It states in the story. Okay. And so she doesn't get the equipment the second time around. But then the mother makes sure that their family outbids anybody else for the season ticket holders to get her daughter Correct. on the Zamboni. And gets her daughter on the Zamboni enough so she's propped up for a great picture. And then the newspaper gets that picture of her on the Zamboni with the story about getting hit hit with the puck twice. It's not as if, as we found out, Bogus tried to point out like it helped his case, it hurt his case, that she got on the Zamboni because she got hit. She got on the Zamboni because her mom had to find a way to get her more attention because the second time she got hit with a puck didn't work for the old, you know, superstardom situation. Boom. Now that's interesting here. I thought she got on the Zamboni as a make good for getting hit by the puck. I did too. That was not the case. Her mom bid for her to be on the Zamboni. So, second puck gets to Ariana Grande somehow. Hits her. Fine. Probably didn't happen that way. Now her mom has some loot to bid for her daughter to be on the Zamboni. So, it's important enough for her to be on the Zamboni. Okay? They got a little bit of cash. They put her on the Zamboni, and the perfect picture is taken because, as you said, a lot of kids ride Zambonis at hockey rinks around the world because it's a nice thing to do for kids. It's like having, you know, bat boys, and it's like having— I've seen every game I've gone to, I've seen a kid waving to the crowd. I never know who they are. I never see them on a newspaper. And there's a perfect picture from a newspaper photographer and a full write-up. That picture is taken— with in mind, there's a story behind this little girl. And the story has been fed clearly from the parents because there's no way the Florida Panthers want to push a narrative of a little girl got hit by two pucks around here. Dangerous. Don't bring your kids. Of course. So her mom is right there or her dad combining to create interest and a story and attention around her. Boom! That's the smoking gun right there. I can't believe Bogus can't see this. And at eight years old, you're only singing on a cruise ship 
if it's the daytime portion, you happen to be on a family vacation, and maybe you belt out a couple of people go, oh, you're pretty good. You're not getting a gig to sing on a cruise ship unless somebody has sent tapes in to do this and push the narrative. Her parents were doing this. And it's only three years after she got hit with pucks. So don't tell me that her parents suddenly at eight heard her, you know, singing one day in a room and said, oh, you know, you should really send this to Norwegian Cruise Lines. No, they've had this master plan since she was younger. It was just developed over time. What is the next way she could garner attention? Then suddenly she's flown out to L.A. You know, I know a talent agent and stuff like that. And it grows from there. And then the moment you have them in the hands of an agent, the talent takes over and good for her. But they could afford it, obviously. They could afford the season tickets. The whole thing just makes me nauseous and makes me sick. Makes you nauseous. Makes me nauseous. Because you know what? There are plenty of talented people. You watch The, the Voice, The American Idol, all of this stuff. Well, Grande's an elite talent. Okay. Point is, there's a lot of elite talents that show is up. There, is Tell- there Grande talent out there that hasn't been discovered? Okay, but Carrie Underwood uh-huh. was discovered on one of those shows. She was only discovered because she went on one of those shows, and now she's a megastar and she had the talent. Had she had the parents to have season tickets to hockey early on and parents that could push it or, you know, had the funds to do that, maybe Carrie Underwood is, is discovered way younger. Maybe she's on cruise ships. The point is there's a lot of talented people out there, but if you have the parents with the funds and, uh, you know, weird mindset to make it happen in different ways like way Ariana Grande's parents did, I don't know. Ariana Grande may not have been discovered if not for her parents is my point. Uh, that's probably true. So it brings us back to Peter Schwartz because Schwartz Always has – Schwartz has bragged on this show about all of the baseballs and a basketball and a basketball sneaker and towels and equipment that pucks pucks that his kids have gathered at stadiums and arenas. He has bragged about this. This is what they do. They're always in position. They just have great luck. They know what they're doing. They're always polite. They're always all this. Should we give Schwartz more credit because he's doing what Grande's parents have done and he could make his kids into Justin Bieber's not yet. I want to see his kid become Justin Bieber. Now at this point, Ariana's Grande's career, is he a mastermind like Grande's parents? I think he has the same mindset. I do. And he may not be consciously knowing that, or maybe he thinks that everybody looks out for their kids, you know, dreams like that. I mean, my parents basically said, figure it out, go to community college and do whatever you got to (laughs) do. They didn't know what I was going to do. But, yeah, I think – but you can't give him credit until you see if it succeeds. You know, if his kids are working at Red Lobster at 24 years old, I don't know that you turn around and go, that was a great job you did. Now we get why they were always around the games and stuff like that. But, you know, if his kid's the next Jack Buck, then maybe you figured it out. Well, here's the thing. Grande's parents were positioning her for attention and trying to milk it for her own whatever, her stardom. Pre-social media, by the way. That's right. This Schwartz is, has the social media now. See, this is a good aspect if you're just catching up on this story. This newspaper story is from 1998 and was just uncovered the other day. So it's gone kind of viral. In fact, Ariana Grande has now used that picture from the newspaper as her background on her Twitter page. So she's very proud of it. But nobody had known this existed until somebody dug it up from 1998. But maybe Schwartz is not positioning his kids for celebrity or attention just positioning his kids to get free stuff. Yes. Well, see, that was so it. maybe it's a different it's a different mindset. But Grande's parents at the beginning, when the first puck hit and they got the free stuff, my guess is probably positioned her for free stuff and then realized the attention that would have come with the free stuff. 
You know what I'm saying? Well, is Schwartz outbidding somebody to put the kids on an Islander Zamboni? No, but Schwartz doesn't have the funds to have season tickets right behind the glass. I think the money helps here. If Schwartz was loaded, I bet you we'd be talking about a different story. Every time Schwartz is on Twitter or Facebook, I can't believe we're back to this, he's tagging like the voice of the Islanders, like look how many pucks he got. Why would you do that if not to try to garner the eye of somebody of importance? Uh, okay. That's actually a decent point. So you think... <laughs> That's actually a decent point. Well, he yeah, you're right, though. He does put a lot of attention on the kids for getting these balls and pucks. Right. Why do that? Right. Why not just come home and tell you know your wife or your mother or That's anybody true. like that that, hey, he got another puck? He's putting it out there for a reason. He wants somebody to notice or um, my guess is maybe he wants somebody eventually to write a story about how many bucks, pucks and balls his kids have collected. Okay. Well, maybe that's true. And I- if not, he certainly wouldn't say no to that story being written. Would Schwartz try to negotiate a way for one of his kids to be on a Zamboni without paying for it? Yes. My guess is he's probably already tried. <laughs> With the voice of the Islanders. Yeah, my guess is one of them may have already been on a Zamboni. And would Schwartz then ask for a local newspaper to take a picture and write a story about his kids? No, because Schwartz is a writer himself for whatever blog he's working on. This is where Schwartz own personal gain will engulf him rather than give it to somebody in a big newspaper he'll post it on whatever blog or column he's working on that maybe isn't as popular and then he takes his own story for those that are again uninitiated uh schwartz was our update anchor for two years when we did the overnight yeah there is a show tie in here yeah right and uh he still does updates here on cbs sports radio i gotta tell you though da it's a tuesday it's february the 12th 2019 a mere 24 hours ago on February 11, 2019, I never thought I'd be talking about Ariana Grande and Peter Schwartz in the same podcast. Do you think that only you and I find the Grande story this fascinating, or do other people share our passion for it? Because I think around the newsroom, we were unique in how much we really cared about this. Probably, but I think if we've learned anything at CBS Sports Radio for seven years, there's a lot of people that don't really share our same uniqueness and thoughts. But uh, I haven't really gotten a chance to discuss this with my friends and okay. stuff like that. I'm going to make a hard bid to bring up this story to as many people as I can throughout the rest of the week and weekend. Uh, I'm going to Ariana Grande parent this story <laughs> and really push for it to get the attention, frankly, it deserves and the attention I now seek for the story to be unveiled. And I don't know what my end game is. My end game maybe is that Ariana Grande stops paying her parents because they <laughs> they were wrong. I don't know. I don't know what I hope to gain out of it. Well, the ends justified the means. I mean, she's a super-duper-duper-duper star, and she's worth hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. Before I let you go, just one more take on this. Yeah, you're going to let me go. she go to any more Panther games, or is she a fraud? Oh, there's no way she's going to Panther games. Well, see, isn't that a problem? So the Panthers jumpstart this whole, you know, love affair for Ariana Grande, and there she is. She can't even show her face there, drop a puck, sing a national anthem, something. Can Grande name one current Panther? I can't. She doesn't know Keith Yandel. There's no chance. No, there's no way. There's no chance. You're right. But she should go there, sing a national anthem on the arm. Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. All right, that is side A. Speaking of Andrew Bogish, he's coming up on side B. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, the host of Side B and the executive producer of the DA Show, holding out my hands, and I'm joined by the bogeyman, Andrew Bogish. Andrew. Sean. Hello. Hello. I look at you at a different, 
No, hello. Uh, I was just saying, I look at you in a different light now, Mr. Bogish. Is that a good light or a bad light? Well, I feel like for the first time in our lives, we're really professional partners, professional broadcast partners. Right. You know, as you and I have teamed up for Alliance Primetime, of course, an award-winning show mm-hmm. on the, within the DA show. Right. And after, An award-winning show by itself. Right. Yeah. And much like the Alliance American Football's Week 1 ratings, the ratings, or at least clicks for Lions primetime are through the roof. Yeah, well, congratulations to all of us involved. It was an amazing, you know, one segment for me to join, to move up and join you on that upper level of your broadcasting career. Uh, it's going to mean a lot to me every Monday to get a taste of your success that maybe one day I can have my own, on well, my own. Well, it's joint success, and obviously, you know, this has been the dream for a long time to help elevate you right. along with myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I think going forward, people are going to look back at, this being the beginning. You know, this is the Berman TJ. This is, you know, Kornheiser and Wilbon uh, PTI. I think everybody will remember where they were when it happened, the first Alliance primetime. And, and frankly, this is the start of something big, and I, for one, enjoyed it. If Charlie Ebersol and the AAF don't have us on the field before the Alliance Bowl and then on a set the next Ooh. Monday morning doing a live AAF primetime, then they're doing something wrong. And they haven't done much wrong yet. I mean, this weekend could not have gone much better for them. Well, and, But they better, the love better come soon, man. And let's be frank here. It wasn't until this morning, and I'm taping this on Tuesday, February 12th, that I could find a box score for any of the four Lions games. Listen, baby steps. Right. Baby steps. So my, my point would be, I think there's a need for digital content. Yeah. And yes. we might be able to provide such a thing. Yeah, I, my, my, you know, we, we finished last Friday kind of joking about the fact that you can bet on there not being an alliance. Alliance Bowl, right? And my confidence in there being an Alliance Bowl was shaken a little bit when I woke up Sunday morning and wanted to go back through Saturday's games, pull out some notes, start having like just what we might talk about on Monday, and I could not find like a simple game recap, and then definitely couldn't even find the final score of games on the Alliance website. Yeah, and if it wasn't for me watching, I wouldn't have known the final scores, which brings me to the next, and I'm going to get back to primetime in a second, but we, as we talk about the Alliance of being all in, I, I have to wonder, based on the fact that we didn't get stats today, and I know that the teams themselves are represented, and we played Tom Abraham, voice yeah. of the iron, is there a press box at these games? Well, I mean, they're playing in places that have press boxes. Like, none of these... Right, like, but- but are we getting local reporters there? Or is this all on the AP wire? I didn't see it on the AP wire. And I didn't even know, like, so CBSSports.com made an AAF page. Right, so uh, Ben Kerchival is now the writer, right, basically, of the AAF. Which covering. makes sense because they're TV partners. Right. But, like, at ESPN.com, I didn't see, a, like, a generic AAF, like, info center or their scores. And, like, I was looking Monday morning on my phone as I'm coming on the train. I'm normally going through games and stuff to get prepared for updates. And there was no AAF like tab on the ESPN app, so I, I think maybe people were looking to see how it went before knowing exactly how it needs to be covered. And I think now you need to you, you don't need to necessarily send someone to all these games, but you need to have somebody back in a room in Bristol or wherever Yahoo Sports is sitting these days. And like, do a quick write up, post it, have a page, give me scores, give me stats, and let's all move on from there. With that, I'd like to make an announcement. Yes. At least for one week. At least. I'm going to see how this goes. Yeah. Up the gut will be covering the AAF. And I have Hot some damn. week one thoughts. And look, everybody's got thoughts mm. on the instant replay being able to be transparent there, on the pace of play and the time. And a lot of that is going to be a common theme. But I have actual 
player and coaching thoughts yeah. after watching all four Singletary games. out. And I think there is room for that. And speaking with Damon Amendolar, you might know him from the host of the DA show and Side A, the PGP. Mm-hmm. And primarily. the Around the Dial podcast right. at Radio.com. He is, uh, he's talked to me, he said, you might have a niche here. So I got plenty of takes. There was stuff that Steve Spurry, even by putting up 40 points, I didn't like. Mike Singletary was a mess. Uh, Christian Hackenberg, I think, almost ruined the entire weekend in the Honest American Football. I have a lot of thoughts. I'm going to put pen to paper, and I'm going to hopefully have that out before the end of the week. I'm going to look ahead to week two as well. Mm. I can't promise, though, in good faith, Mm -hmm. for the sake of my marriage at home, writing stuff at home, that there will be a week two, but my hope is there will be. Uh, I'm still going to watch as far as me putting in the writing, but for at least for the time being, we see how week one goes. And I'm going to hopefully progress this. But I know that Alliance, Alliance Primetime will be around. Now, were you an NFL Primetime guy growing up as a young broadcaster? Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I've i always been bad or not as good as I should be watching pre- and post-game stuff. It's just like the games start, I'm there, the game ends, now i got to go do the, all the things I've been forsaking for seven-plus hours. I agree with that. That i got to go do. This day and age... NFL.com's got nice kind of prepackaged things you can sit down, watch how for the game. If anything I missed before going on the air here, but that I, was it appointment television for me? It was not. Okay, so when I was younger, it was for me. But then, then again, I had no responsibility right. as a teenager or anything like that. Though I will agree with you, times have changed. And, I, and I've mentioned this before in my love for NFL primetime. When NFL primetime was in its prime, there was no NFL red zone where you could sit right. down all day long and watch what was going on. You got your two local games that were on, and when NFL primetime aired, that was your chance to see Brett Favre and the Packers. You know, that was your chance. That was condensed into that. Now you're watching the games all day long. A lot of people now have gotten hip to the two TVs with one on NFL Red Zone. And then, like you said, you go online, NFL.com, you could basically watch condensed games right. with the best highlights in 12 minutes. And for the most part, like I've on a Sunday where I'm fully committed to watching football, I don't need a highlight show after it all. Like, I've, I've basically seen everything That's the by thing. now. You've, yeah. seen, you've seen everything, and whatever you really want to— if there was a game you really wanted to see more of, you could watch the next day while you're on the, in right. the car, train, whatever. You're not going to watch it in a car, but you know what I mean. So that's where NFL primetime lost its luster. But to be able to do that as a hat tip once a week on the DA show, I think is magnificent. Now— there is a second part to this PGP I want to discuss with you. Yes. I want to make another announcement. This All is right? a personal one, correct? This is a personal Checking my rundown. NFL season announcement. Mm-hmm. And this is something, I don't know if DA is going to be in favor of checking out. I am already having the doubters, but I am nothing if not transparent to the audience. True. As far as my weight being poked at, as mm. far as things I eat and stuff that we've done for a long time, I think I have made the best purchase I could have made in years, Andrew Bogus. I have bought a little notebook for a dollar. Okay. You ask why a little notebook? Well, you didn't ask Not me to really, tell you why. Go ahead. Assume I did. I am naming this the accountability notebook. Okay. Every morning I'm going to wait. write down how much I weigh. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write down every single thing I put into my body food-wise. Okay. Food-wise. And I'm going to write down <laughs> the wor- whatever I did workout-wise. And I'm going to track this. Now you might ask again, why? Well, I gained some weight in Atlanta, of course, every time I go on these trips with DA. And I just want to stabilize this, and I want to look back, and if I'm not losing as much weight as I want, as I've kind of plateaued, or if I gain a little weight, I'm going to have it in this notebook as to why, and I'm going to hold myself accountable. Nothing gets through. I had two cookies yesterday. I wrote them down in that book, and if I gain weight at the end of the week, and I look back and say, did you need those two cookies, Sean? I'm going to look at this notebook. I'm going to stare at this notebook in its face. People, Adi, the body, Mm. believes, because I revealed to them yesterday. Yeah. He gave me till Thursday with this notebook. Your thoughts? 
I think you're going to go farther than Thursday. My initial issue would be like waiting until Friday to weigh yourself and go, oh, I gained three pounds and then be turning back pages and go, oh, those damn rainbow cookies on, on Monday. But now I'll know going into the next week, hey, remember how I felt on Friday? Well, it was right. Tuesday that did me in. Mm. And also for working out, I can know, oh, you know, maybe we're a little lazy that day. Maybe amp that up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, it's good to write things down. It's good to have structure and some kind of system. Um, but like, until it makes you not eat those things, it's not fully doing its job. But the plan is to not eat those things, bogus. Right, but so far yesterday, you 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 gave your list of things you ate to somebody else in the newsroom, and then when I haven't logged dinner yet, and I said that wasn't your entire day of eating. No, it wasn't that bad. So, but uh, I, well, like yesterday, I looked at, it, I said I need more fruits. So today, I packed some melon. Good for you. I'm gonna have some melon after your morning muffin. I. You're right. I already fell off this morning. But uh, um, Taz needs me right now. All right. Because uh, Taz and the Moose are actually on the radio. Can I'm I, can I go? go? I'm going to let you go. Okay, thanks. I'm going to let you go. All right. Andrew Bogus has Hi, actual Sean. work to do. He yelled by. You could follow him on Twitter. I don't remember his handle because I don't know how to spell his name, but it's at Andrew Bogus. And uh, that's going to wrap it up for the PGP this week. So remember, hold me accountable and keep enjoying Alliance football or Alliance primetime. This is Mraz, and thank you so much for listening to another Permission Reddit podcast. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.